I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Everything School HQ, the right side of orange, as Chris Brockman of the Rich Eisen Show would uh, absolutely attest to that. The Tennessee Volunteers orange is his favorite shade of orange of all collegiate universities chris brockman of the rich eisen sure. show chris good evening sir how are you chase what's up man you know it's funny my freshman year of college speaking of shades of orange uh was 1998 not to date mm-hmm. myself but it was the first year as you probably know yep. of the bcs championship series mm-hmm. and the first game i was so excited to go to a big time college football school like syracuse and mm-hmm. it just so happened we had a fantastic quarterback you may know him Donovan mm-hmm. McNabb, first right. game that year, home for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. T. Martin, uh, who else on that team? Uh, Peerless, Peerless Price, Price. and Jamal mm-hmm. Lewis and those guys. We got so screwed by the officials in that game uh, that I that's the only really thing I remember about it. I know that you guys went on to win the first BCS championship, yep. but that game was like, huh, my first kind of welcome to big-time college football. And uh, some things, sometimes things don't always go your way. But yeah. I was glad to be wearing my shade of orange that day, despite the loss, uh, instead of the Tennessee orange. But yeah, that's so funny. Hey, I mean, you've had like I, I imagine since '98, you've had an unbelievable run of success. I'm not uh, well. I'm not just diving into the Syracuse tape, but Ryan yeah. Nazib. Uh, I mean, there uh, Ryan oh, Nazib. Yeah. Uh, Ryan We've Nazib. Uh, <laughs> bad, 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 bad quarterbacks at Syracuse yeah. since then. I think that was my literally the, probably the only good year we've had. You know, mm-hmm. of course, we've been to a few bowl games since then. Uh, we were with Pinstripe Bowl staples in the last decade. But uh, quarterback play has been real rough at uh, yeah. at my alma mater since since that fall of 1998. But I believe that we'll be back. I am telling anyone who will listen this year that Syracuse is going to make 
the top 12 make the NCAA playoff next year behind new head coach Fran Brown and Kyle McCord, the transfer from Ohio State. I'm telling anyone who will listen, I want it on record here first. Syracuse is going to make the playoff. Make the playoff. I mean, I'm, I was going to ask you about this because Fran Brown was a sneaky great hire. Like this is, I mean, Dino Babers did a really, I think, solid job over the years. I think he had some really good blip years and it's a tough job. Syracuse has been a tougher job, obviously. Tough, with job. The crew. tough job Syracuse in the last 15 years. Yeah. But Fran Brown, I mean, he's one of the best recruiters in college football. And to get him up at Syracuse, assembling a good staff, doing well in the portal, like you said, Kyle McCord, regardless of what you think about his freshman year or his first starting year at uh, Ohio State, like that's a big get for Syracuse and still a lot of untapped potential there. But Chris Brockman throwing in a college throwing football playoff in year, year one. Yeah. Can Fran Brown just make a bowl funny. game? Oh, well, no, no, we need to go all the way. We got to dream okay. big, baby. I mean, Fran Brown is out there playing flag football with the frats mm. over the – did you see that photo? Over the, mm. Oh, come on. I mean, I love Dino. Great guy. He did as, as well as he was going to do mm. uh, with us. It was time for a change. Uh, it's a new landscape in college football now. And and like you said, the uh, Fran Brown coming from Georgia, uh, one of the best recruiters in the nation – and uh, I think he's been killing it so far. You know, I said this to Bruce Feldman and it's like, hey, great. He can recruit, but can he coach? And I guess mm. we're going to find out. But I, I believe and I said, I said, I said this crazy. <laughs> Look, I know it's insane to just say hey, yeah. Syracuse is going to go from uh, the bottom of college football to suddenly making the, the playoffs. Well, not the bottom. Um, they're OK and solid. They haven't, they're not near but the bottom. But if you look at the schedule, look at the schedule, Chase. You know, it's all about the schedule. Mm-hmm. We don't play anybody. We don't play Clemson. We don't play Notre Dame. We don't. I mean, our toughest game is is Miami, but even they've been kind of so-so. They've they've lost some bad games in recent years. I believe if things just break a certain way, eleven and one is possible, and I think that's top twelve. I I'm looking at the schedule now. This, I mean, you avoid Clemson, you avoid Florida State, uh, you yeah, avoid North avoid Carolina. Who? This is I a great know, schedule. I know you brought me on to talk Syracuse college football. No, but I mean, I'm uh, looking at this. It's just the thing. I mean, I, that's what I mean. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, nine and three is on the table here. Oh, I mean, no you even doubt. get Miami at no home. Like, I think the toughest game on the schedule, though, is at NC State. I think that's a loss. Guaranteed. Um, sure. NC State's sure. a I mean, sneaky, if, great place to play. But if that's the one, and it, yeah. look, and there's a good chance I'll be able to see them twice. They play at UNLV okay. on October 5th. And then in November, they play at Cal. So. Uh, I should be able to make both those games, West Coast, and there you uh, go. We'll see what happens. You're all in. You're yeah. it's Fran Mania, and you're Mary. I mean, you're Fran Mania. Yeah. Well, your significant other is a dog, right? Like she's a big Georgia she's fan. A dog. She's go dogs. Huge Georgia. So uh, we've been kind of blessed the last uh, with with some great some great runs here, the back to back titles, and uh, we were at the one against TCU because it was here at SoFi, obviously. I think Georgia mm. just scored another touchdown in that game. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's been a great run. It's been a great run. She's a Braves fan, obviously. So mm. they had the Braves World Series. We had the back-to-back Georgia. Look, I had my time. You know, Chase, it was a great it was a great 20-year stretch uh, mm-hmm. being a New England fan, the Syracuse basketball title in 2003. So we had a great stretch. We had my time. It's time for her to have her time. And uh, – Look forward to more titles from the dogs and Braves coming up. But it didn't cause a schism in the household, though, because Fran Brown being the elite recruiter that he is. Okay. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. And, like, it's great because, like, Boston and Atlanta, we're not rivals. So there's no, 
there's no conflict there. I can just like you get her to watch Syracuse games now, right? Because she has an investment. She has a Fran Brown investment where it's, it's like possible. she wants to. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. Syracuse will always be will always be regulated to the small TV. I think in our house, mm-hmm. like if we're going not their playoff team over here, they're I'll moving the up to the big screen. And Chris Brockman's mine this year. Oh, oh man! If we make the playoff, I might just go buy a hundred inch like projection and put it outside. <laughs> <laughs> I love <laughs> this no optimism. Telling. There's no telling what's going to stop it. Plus, I'm going to have a ton of money because you know I'm going to bet us to make the playoff. Yeah. If we do make the playoff, I'm going to be the only idiot who bet that, and I'm going to let the world know that I cashed in. There you go. Better than me, where I like I 100% picked Tennessee 10 and two two years ago in the exact games and losses. So South Carolina on the road at the end of the year, and then uh, splitting Bama and Georgia. And like if I, man, that was one where Tennessee three years ago uh, they were the only top ten team. Um, first year of Hypel to uh, not win 10 games and have a top 10 scoring offense of all the power five schools in there. And then I was like, the mm-hmm. offense and everything else. I'm a big Jalen Hyatt guy. I love Hendon. Yep. I just don't see a way this team doesn't win at least double digit games. And they just did. I should have just done it. But it was also like, I don't know. I don't want to put that on. I don't. I want to enjoy the games and enjoy each week. And if I'm like, come on, I need this to hit. I, like, I, yeah. it, it, it just yeah. wouldn't have been the same. That's true. I mean, that's kind of the curse with the the proliferation of gambling now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it, I guess it takes a little bit of joy because you're just always rooting for your bets. Like, well, why are you cheering? Oh, well, I had him over three and a half catches. Yeah. And it's just like, it's why I don't play fantasy football. Bit, which I, every year I tell myself, I wish I didn't play fantasy football. Yeah. And then every year I get sucked right back in. It's because you just don't want to root against your own team. You're like, it's a weird fan right. feeling where you're like, Oh, I'm playing. We're playing the Saints as a Falcons fan, and I'm having to kind of root for Alvin Kamara because he's my running back. So I want him to do well, but I don't want the Saints to win. And it's just it's weird to watch games like that. I just I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, you only you don't want to root against your own team unless it was the 2023 New England Patriots. Then you want them to lose every single game. It might happen in 2024. Well, that let's get into 2024 here, Chris. What do you want do from it. the Patriots? And look, you're now VFL North uh, with Gerard Mayo taking over. Uh, first Tennessee yep. player to be a head coach in the National Football League. Um, before we get to even Bill Mayo. Belichick, Bill Belichick's last top 10 pick. Gerard was Mayo. it really? I didn't realize yeah. he was the last top 10 pick. Um, but when you look at how the Pats have handled this offseason thus far, do you like what they're doing? Do you like Wolf uh, seemingly getting the reins here? Do you like the direction the, of the post-Belichick era thus far, or are you more concerned about how they've operated post-Belichick? I think there's there's no real reason to be concerned until we hit free agency, uh, and then you kind of see what the plan is, and you can kind of see how the roster's taking shape um, in that. In that way, they have one of the highest uh, amounts of cap space. Uh, obviously, the number three overall pick. And I, I don't love the rumors of trading down. I hate that. I, I want them to just take the best quarterback that's there. Uh, I wouldn't even mind if they trade it up just to mm-hmm. guarantee them to get uh, one of those guys, uh, you know, either did you get like Caleb Williams. But look, I see a lot of the mocks now have Jaden Daniels moved up to number three, and that's great. Mm. I, I think I think Drake I think Jane Daniels I think Drake May is amazing. Mm. I think he's kind of a tougher version of Justin Herbert in a way. Yeah. So I, I know he didn't have a great year this past year, but uh, that really doesn't concern me. The dude has every tool that you'd want out of a franchise quarterback, and as we've seen in the NFL, year in year out, if you don't have a franchise quarterback, you have nothing. 
and you really have no chance of winning a Super Bowl or even competing for the playoffs or winning playoff games. So they have to go get a quarterback in number three. If they trade up to number one, that would be fantastic because I don't care what anybody says. I think Caleb Williams is going to be awesome. I actually think all three of these kids are going to be awesome. And so uh, whichever one we get, that's what we get. And I'm behind it 100%. And let's uh, let's lock and load and, and, and move on to 2024. You know, I was saying for – I've been saying the last couple of years that it was just time for Bill to move on. It was just time for new voices, kind of a new direction with the franchise. Uh, 20 years is a long time to do anything. Mm. Uh, own, a, own a car, live in the same neighborhood, uh, be at the same job, and uh, coach and run a football team. It's a long time. And yeah. so it's time for a new voice and a new direction. And um, I, I think I think Gerard's going to do great. Obviously, he learned from the master. He was a great player for the Pats for a long time. He was a great player at UT. And um, uh, it would have been nice if they interviewed some other guys and just heard some yeah. other voices and maybe, you know, philosophies and perspectives on, on coaching. I, I didn't like how it was rushed. Uh, mm. It would have been nice if maybe they brought in Mike Vrabel for an interview or interviewed some of these other young offensive minds, Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, uh, and on and on. But, hey, look, they went with Gerard. That was the plan. That was the succession plan that was in place. And uh, here we go. We're off and running. Uh, free agency in a month. The draft in two and a half months. Let's go. When you look at, because a lot of it too in coaching, it's just like, what kind of staff was Mayo going to bring? Was it going to be, was he going to be able to keep Steve Belichick, right? Where there was questions. Cause I think right. he was close with Steve. If I remember reading reports correctly and it was like, Oh, would Bill take Steve if Bill gets another job? And yeah. um, obviously Bill flirted with Atlanta and that did not come to be, but I mean, Steve's now DC with Jed fish up there in Washington. But I think Brian, the other brother is staying on is what safety's coach. Right um uh yeah or on the just on the defensive staff uh, somewhere on the defensive staff and so he's there and then you look at the rest of that because like like you said it's a qb friendly league if you don't have a qb none of this matters like it doesn't matter how good of a coach mayo is if you're still going into another year with mac jones and bailey zappy as your answers under center we know how it's probably going to go in new england but with a different quarterback and depending on what the rest of the staff looks like then hey, um, the the sky is the limit here with uh, with Mayo, but I when you look at this final group, I mean this is a really interesting group of coaches, and I didn't think Mayo would go this route, and I imagine a lot of Pats fans were kind of surprised at how the filling the vacancies uh, on this staff were. So was Van Pelt someone that you circled that you were like, oh, this could be good? Um, I'm a fan here, or what do you think about Mayo staff? I, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I want to see what the roster is, is built around it, but yeah, Alex Van Pelt kind of interesting. Mm. Okay. Okay. I mean, look, I think at this point, uh, not Joe judge is good. Not Matt Patricia is good. Mm -hmm. I thought Bill O'Brien was going to, was going to do a good job. Uh, yeah. with Mac, I thought he was going to get him, get him kind of turned around and squared away. Look, I was probably overly optimistic heading into this past season uh what when I you say overly optimistic what did you think it was going to be for the pats this year i kind of thought they'd go nine and eight or something okay. like you know i thought they would be around 500 i thought they had winnable games on the schedule coming into the year uh i also just thought bill o'brien would provide kind of a steady hand mm -hmm. and kind of get back to doing the things that mac uh did well yeah didn't anticipate Ramondre stevenson 
you know, injury regression, didn't anticipate, you know, the kind of wide receiver group having a bunch of injuries. And, you know, you don't expect on the defensive side, uh, your first round pick to get injured and your defensive player of the year candidate to get injured and out for the year, you know, Christian Gonzalez and, and Matthew Judon. You don't mm -hmm. anticipate that. But on the offensive side of the ball, I, I guess I just didn't think that Mac would just completely lose it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm watching Tiger Woods today uh, at Riviera at the Genesis, and he shanks one on 18. Mm -hmm. Like it happens to the to e even the best players, but you don't expect you know a guy in his third year who had such a good first year, and then 2022 was just a disaster because of Bill's coaching decisions on the offensive side of the ball. But you don't expect him to just completely lose confidence. Yeah. And you saw it after the Indianapolis game uh, overseas in Germany that it just wasn't going to happen. And he completely lost it. And it was probably never going to happen. And it, he would need a fresh start somewhere. And so uh, got to get different quarterbacks in there. Got to get a whole new room. I got, I, honestly, Bailey Zappi, fine, good kid, whatever. I wish him well. Can't have either guy on the team next year. We gotta gotta have a whole new quarterback room. Let's draft a guy at number three. Let's draft another guy in the draft. Let's bring in a veteran who can kind of be that voice in there, kind of a quasi quarterbacks coach. And let's uh, let's get a total fresh start. Um, there were some flashes, uh, but not enough. If you just watch the Pats every week, the offense was just so such garbage, such hot garbage. You know, it's a wonder they scored any points at all. To be honest. No joy. Well, I was right there with you. I don't know if you watched them enough of the there Falcons was, There was this no year. joy. It was it was rough. I got to mm -hmm. say, and then it gets to the point, I forget what week it was, when you're just like, oh, man, this is bad. I think it was <laughs> the, the the Saints. It was the home game against the Saints where mm -hmm. they got spanked. I don't know, it was 34 nothing or something like mm -hmm. that. And you're just like, oh, this season's over. You know, you yeah. go down to Dallas and you get whooped. Well, that's kind of to be expected. Dallas was one of the best teams in the league uh, in the regular season. But then you come home and you play New Orleans and you have a chance to kind of get back on track and, and see what you got and to just completely no show and get shut out. You're just like, oh, we need to lose every game now. <laughs> we, we, every game needs to be a loss. I'm openly mm -hmm. rooting against this team and because I want a high draft pick. We have to get one of the top two picks. And mm -hmm. didn't expect Washington to just, what, they lose nine in a row to end the year? Yeah. And so, you know, you don't really see that coming. Yeah, I thought I thought the Pats were in the driver's seat for at least the number two pick. But I don't know. People gave me a hard time uh, on the show and, uh, and on Twitter about it. Like, oh, what kind of fan are you? You're openly rooting for them to lose. I'm a realistic fan. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you exactly how it is. You know, I always. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, err on the side of optimism, but when it's so clear and obvious that they're just a bad football team, why, why, why win? Why win six games? Just so you can have the 12th pick and have no shot at anything. Like, come on. Yeah. We're all or nothing. <laughs> all or nothing. Just so, I all or, all or nothing on the wins and all or nothing yeah. on the losses. Like eight and nine, seven and ten does you nothing. Yeah. Does you, I just does imagine you, nothing, you in your living jet, room on Sunday afternoons in Southern California, oh. just like shouting at your TV, like and cheering every Mac oh. pick where you're just like, there we go. Now we're back at like, is, I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not rooting for him to play bad. Like, yeah. Literally, literally just rooting for one point losses, like 24, 23, <laughs> but still lose. You know what I'm saying? We're getting like, really specific. We're getting really granular here, Chris, and what you want like, for seriously, your team. Like that Christmas Eve game, mm-hmm. like against the Broncos. Like Chad Ryland was, I don't even think you can defend it. He was the worst kicker in football last year. Mm-hmm. He was so bad. Yeah. And he makes like a 50 something yarder to win that game. Well, come on, man. What are we mm-hmm. doing? Understand the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Keep it real. Keep it real. Chase is what I'm saying. I'm going to go to Chili's later and have a big mouth burger and some, some salsa chips and salsa. Are you like, going to on. Chili's later? No, but I just thought you'd I, lo- I that. love the yeah, idea of you going to Chili's later. Hey, Chili's is well, great. Chili's is everything. Been, we've been talking about Chili's for like four years. Yeah, I mean, Chili's has, it's a perfect menu. Like, there's not one bad thing at Chili's. Like, it's a perfect menu. Like, I go into Chili's, guess what? I'm going to enjoy anything I get. I, I can close my well, eyes. It's not just, like, yeah. it's not like Cheesecake Factory. It's like, no. it's not like this thick, you know, like yeah. some other places. No, and it's just, you know what you're getting. And it's great every time. I don't care. If I'm not in the mood for honey chipotle crispers, guess what? And I accidentally pick that on the menu. It's going to be great. I'm not going to want to do anything it's gonna later, it's gonna but it's going to be great. So here's, so, so here's the thing. Like, whoever the Pats take at three, whether it's yeah. Jane Daniels or whether it's Drake May, I will be super excited. I will buy my son uh, a jersey. <laughs> okay. And, and, and we're going to get hype about it. Uh, I just hope they can surround him with a you know you can't predict injuries but a healthy mm-hmm. competent offensive line let's uh let's draft a wide receiver or two uh you know we got good tight ends we got the running backs coming back uh and let's let's go for it and, and then by the time august rolls around i'll talk myself into hey this team can go nine and eight ten and seven and we, like make the playoffs like let's go you know look at cj stroud last year why can't yeah. Jaden daniels or drake may have a cj stroud type season and that's exactly what's going to happen i know what's going to happen uh, I'm already mentally prepared for it to happen. Uh, I just want to see them go out and like be bold, spend the money. You got the cap space. Uh, just go for it, man. Like, what we would have got to lose? I love it. I love the optimism. Um, speaking of Belichick for a second, I was curious if, like, because there's the rumors this week about Belichick and Kyle Shanahan and the respect that Mike Shanahan sure. and Bill Belichick have always had for one another. Bill's obviously not getting a head coaching job this cycle. So he's looking at a year off. Is there some part of you that kind of wants to see Belichick just build a super coaching staff with Kyle Shanahan and be that final missing piece and just get him a, a ring that way as a his bridge year instead of being out of football? Because you know, like you bring in Bill Belichick, it's like a one year uh, succession plan just to get Kyle his ring sure. and to build this uh, this super team of coaches. 
do you kind of want to see that or would you rather Belichick not uh, go back to a DC roller or just wait for the well, Cowboys, which is I what answer, seemingly it is. Am I answering? Yeah, wait for the Cowboys. Am I answering this as me or am I answering this as Kyle Shanahan? Because if I'm Kyle you can Shanahan, do both. well, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, think about last year, 2023, like they lose three games in a row. What do you think is going to happen in the media if the 49ers mm-hmm. with Bill Belichick as defensive coordinator suddenly lose three games in a row? And it's not because of the defense. It because yeah. of Kyle's offense. Well, they're just all of a sudden it's gonna be like maybe Bill should just be head coach. <laughs> so I think if you're Kyle, you don't really want that. You know, same thing. Like we kind of mentioned on the show and in, in Jess too. Uh, you know, the Cowboys. You know, just hired Mike Zimmer as defensive coordinator, but they had that opening when Dan Quinn left for Washington. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, would would Mike McCarthy bring in Bill? Well, why mm-hmm. would they? Why would he do that? Because yeah. the Cowboys opened the season one and three. Uh, suddenly, it's like, well, maybe Bill should just be the head coach. So mm-hmm. if you're those guys, there's there's kind of no upside. I don't think I mean I know they have a really good relationship. And Bill, look, at first bad as the Pats were this past year, the defense was balling. Like yeah. the defense was not the issue. It was clearly they couldn't score any points. Um, you know, you lose your two best defensive players and you still, you know, had really good data and analytics for your defensive side of the ball, you know, in New England. But um I think I think Bill's just gonna. I think Bill's just gonna hang out. There's really yeah. no incentive for him to kind of do anything um, this coming year, unless you know. Look, I think it would be awesome. I, I kind of threw it out on Twitter a while ago. Now that with Saban and Carroll out, like let's get the rings cast. Like why mm. can't Amazon pay the? I know. I know Nick already said he's gonna do some game day stuff, but like, yeah. why can't we have another alt cast on ESPN? You know, put it, put it on ESPN News or something or on. Are on ESPN Plus, like the Ringcast with Bill yeah. and Nick and Pete Carroll. How awesome would that be? Or, you know, I said, I don't know what Herb Street's deal is, but why couldn't we have Bill without Michaels doing the Amazon Thursday night? I don't think people understand uh, how great Bill is on TV. If you watch the hmm. NFL Top 100 thing from a few years ago, uh, they won the Emmy. Like Bill Belichick yeah. has an, a sports Emmy award at home uh, for his an, uh, analysis on that show. He was phenomenal with Rich. And Chris Collinsworth, and mm-hmm. I think it. I think Bill's best move, if if someone's advising him, it's do some media this year. Whether it's a studio show, uh, you hear some rumblings that CBS might be shaken up there Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Maybe he goes in there. Maybe Cower retires and Bill takes over for a year or something. You're gonna see Bill crush it in media this year, and everyone's gonna realize how awesome and how great his personality is and how funny he is. Oh, he's not the guy, the the grumpy dude from the press conferences. Yeah, no kidding. Like he, because he doesn't have time for dumb reporter questions. He's there to coach football, and so you're going to see him crush it in the 2024 media season. And then it's like Bill's back, baby. He's still got it. He's sharp. Doesn't matter how old he is. All right, there's going to be eight new coaching spots. Bill's going to have his pick. And McCarthy hot seat, Dayball hot seat. All these teams that Bill's got ties to, wouldn't it be full circle for him to go back to the Giants, yeah. go back in the NFC East and coach that team where he got to start and won rings with Bill Parcells? I think Bill's going to be back in 2025. I don't, I don't see him being coordinator uh, coming up for anybody. Mm-hmm. He wants the coaching record. He wants the wins record. He's so close to Shula. He's what 15 away. So that's mm-hmm. that's too good. That's too mediocre. That's too average years. Uh, with the team so we're gonna see we're gonna see the head coaching spots pop up during the year 
And uh, a year from now, we're going to have the same conversation of can Belichick win the Super Bowl next year with blank, whoever yeah. he's with. So that's kind of what I anticipate for for BB. I think that's the I think that's fair. I just would also like because this is like a rare opportunity where you could have the best offensive coach in football paired with the best defensive coach in football for one year where right. it's like, right, is it where like, what, what does that look like? Is it possible to beat a Shanahan Belichick dynamic where they both just completely Ooh. focus on one side of the ball and just I don't know. I think that would just be such a cool subplot of the year. If everyone, because they, they'd be villain number one, where everyone would won and all coaches and everything else of just like this super team. Ooh, that's interesting. Who do you think is villain number one in the NFL right now? Is it the Chiefs? No, the Chiefs are keep winning. Yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes is likable. I don't think anyone's really there's totally no Mahomes agree. fatigue yet. I think it's probably no, you, don't think, you don't think so. Interesting. No, I don't think so. I don't. I mean, it's funny him at the parade. Um, yeah. Uh, before before tragedy struck you know he was kind of saying everyone doubted us and mm. you know, he's talking about how he's now the villain on the some of the pregame shows on sunday i just don't yeah, see I don't it really, i don't i don't really either uh they i think they're super likable andy reed is maybe one of the most likable coaches we've ever had in the nfl yeah. um yeah that they're they're a fun team it's just you know as a new england fan you're just like ah man another another team that's coming close and now all the Mahomes Brady talk, which is so insane when you think about yeah. it. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes literally have to have have now. Now that he has three, he has to have Joe Montana's career just mm-hmm. to tie Tom Brady. Yeah, think about how crazy that is. But uh, so, who do you think? Uh, I would say either the, the Eagles, the Eagles fatigue. So I think a lot of Sirianni rubbed a lot of folks the wrong way. Um, yeah. I think there was just that air of like, we're just running this back. Even with the Super Bowl loss, we're still the best team in football. I, I think there was some. <laughs> they were 10 and 1 before the wheels fell off. Exactly. So I think they get they gave some vibe. Hurts is super likable, though, right? Don't you? Yeah. I just think it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm. Just, it's tough. The Cowboys are always going to be in that top three villain category. Yeah. I think people enjoy watching the playoff failures for them. Maybe the Dolphins. Even though Dak is super likable. I, lo- I love yeah. Dak. I like that too. I'm just speaking in terms of like what the nation, it seems like if you went to any yeah. sports bar and you're like, which NFL yeah. team do you hate the most right now? I think the Eagles and Cowboys would probably be the top two. My guess. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. I guess. Yeah, I guess. That'd be that's an interesting conversation. Maybe we'll have that on Friday. On the there you go. Show. It's interesting. Um, Final one for you here. Y'all do an overreaction yeah. Monday show. You and Rich. Very fun. Yep. Uh, check good. that out. Let me plug real quick. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. And on the Rich Eisen Show YouTube channel. Thank you yep. for everyone for helping make that a success this past year. We had a lot of fun doing that. It's great. And I'm going to ask you, though, it's not an overreaction. It is your most measured, not an overreaction, Chris, your most measured Super Bowl take away is what from Super Bowl Sunday? What's your most measured one? Most measured. So my most even because I said a lot of dumb things after the Super Bowl because we're you know we're just trying to come up with fun topics. Mm. We're trying to guess what the shows are gonna we're gonna are gonna talk about. Mm. My most measured take is I understand Kyle Shanahan's point and logic for taking the ball first in overtime. Okay. I under I understand it. It makes complete sense Mm. what he said. And his explanation, he said they talked about it before the season and mm-hmm. that they had this strategy the whole time. And so there was no real need to go over it. 
um, before the game on Sunday. However, mm -hmm. if you do that, you have to score a touchdown. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts. If you decide to take the ball first because you win the coin toss in the playoffs in this new overtime structure, you have to score a touchdown, especially yeah. when you're playing against Patrick Mahomes mm -hmm. because you know that he's going to score a touchdown yeah. for sure. You have to at least assume that. It's like playing blackjack. Mm -hmm. When you play blackjack and you get your two cards, you always have to assume that the dealer's down card is a 10. You have yeah. to. Even when, you know, statistically, of course, it's not always going to be a 10, but you have to assume it's a 10. So when you take the ball first in overtime, you have to assume that the other team is going to score a touchdown, especially when you kick a field goal. And what I really don't understand is, is that he was so aggressive on fourth down to start the fourth quarter. He went for it inside yeah. the red zone on fourth and three. He went for it. So why wouldn't you do it again? And that way on third and four uh, in overtime, you can run the ball and get a little bit closer. Look, Christian McCaffrey had an awesome game. The first 80-80 we've ever seen in the Super Bowl, yard, rushing yards, receiving yards. And you relied on him a lot on that overtime drive. Give it to him again. Let him see if he can get one, two yards closer. Maybe he gets a first down on third and short. Come on. Got to do it. You got to go for it. That's Patrick yeah. Mahomes over there. You got to score a touchdown. And then if they come back and answer you, great. And then they go for two and they get it to beat you by one. Great. They deserved it. But at least you know you gave it all and yeah. you left it all out there. Um, that's my most measured take. Like I totally understand what he was thinking. Yeah. I totally get it. You want the ball. You want to have make sure you have the third possession. Uh, so it's sudden death, the first mm -hmm. possession of actual sudden death. But there's no there's third a possession factor. if the game ends on the second one. Like mm -hmm. if the game's over on the second possession, there's no third. So you yeah. kind of screwed that up. Uh, I totally understand. I totally understand what he was doing. You just have to score a touchdown on that first drive. I think especially like fourth and three inside the 10. Like even if you don't get it, make Mahomes go 90. Like make, yeah, like, make, him, go, make him go 90. But look, look, and, and Bucker, let's, let's and, hat yeah. off to that too. He was awesome in that game. So you got to yeah. assume that he could probably get kick a 60-yarder to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And then maybe he's MVP. Who knows? But uh, at least, you got to at least put him yeah. in that situation where they have to get 60 yards yes to put him even in field goal range like they, they would have been inside the 10 maybe close yeah. to the so i don't know it's it's too bad um because you feel for kyle because he's such a good coach yeah and um I, I really enjoy and agree with the take that a lot of people have had this week that he's in his andy reed era of coaching right now mm. the andy reed philadelphia eagles era of coaching mm -hmm. where he's come so close uh, you know, a few times now, two Super Bowl losses as head coach and, you know, as OC with Atlanta. Well, hold on. I'm not, yeah, we don't get yeah, like, right, Chris. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't. Of course not. Of course, yeah. of course not. Mm -hmm. We don't. That's something we do not talk about in my house. No. Um, whereas Andy Reid, remember his early Eagles days, they went yeah. to, you know, the four straight championship games and lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots by a field goal. So. Uh, he's going to win one. I, I, I'm fully confident. Uh, you know, if I was going to put a futures bet on Kyle Shanahan to to win a Super Bowl, I would totally do it, and I would expect that to pay off at some point because he is such a great coach. The offensive mind. He's 44 years old. Like yeah. Andy Reid is, you know, in his late 60s. So he's got a lot of coaching left. 
uh, in his career. And I think he will get a Super Bowl, probably multiple at some point. Let's be honest. Absolutely. Chris Brotman, what could the good folks check out from you over at the Rich Eisen Show and everywhere else this week? Uh, Rich Eisen Show, we're finishing up the week strong. Uh, Rich is out the rest of this week. So Andrew Siciliano is hosting on Friday. Rich is back on uh, Monday the 19th. Okay. And we're locked and loaded. We're getting ready for NFL Combine and the lead up to the NFL Draft in late April. We are going to be all draft all the time, all talent evaluation all the time. Uh, A lot of Cable Williams, a lot of quarterbacks, uh, great wide receiver class. I'm so excited for this draft. It is going to be awesome. Of course, the draft is in Detroit this year, and Mm -hmm. uh, we're super psyched for that. Can't wait. Especially for for me, this is the highest the Pats have been drafting since 1993. Since I just, it was the first year I moved to Maine. Uh, We moved to Maine that year when they took Drew Bledsoe first overall. So super exciting time as a New England fan. I love it. Chris, good luck as always. And I appreciate Thanks, it brother. as always. Well, I'm excited to hey, see man, what, to uh, see what happens you. here. And take care of my nice. VFL up there in New England. Take care <laughs> of him. Uh, make sure it's okay for him. I want more Tennessee coaches yeah, to get man. NFL jobs. Chris Brockman, always a pleasure. Talk to you soon. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.